All right, Hyperborean Radio. And uh, yeah, mid-conversation still. Uh, we know who we are. You know who we are. Our spies know who you are out there in the wasteland of modernity. The little birds. Yes, the little birds, the little squirrels. They're all watching you. Yes, and uh, the deer anyways. and the turkeys and the chickens and the ducks and the geese and all the things. Right. And uh, um, yeah, anyways, Othan, that's that's what we was talking about before all this started. Well, and we've been talking about him on and off for a while. We occasionally bring him up. I occasion, We occasionally point out some things. It's long past time for us to talk about him right. it, on a well, podcast. That's, that's Othan, not Odin. Well, and... and they're, they're, it's conflated because there is an Othan. And yes, we are aware of the funny D, those people that want to conflate things, the funny D. But the view of, even if you call him Othan, he is a separate deity, the one from well, the Eddas. Well, what it is, is it's the same problem a lot of deities in the Eddas have, which is by the time they're written down in the Eddas, they are effectively, you take, because it, Iceland was not just settled by Scandinavians. And then you have different kinds of Scandinavians because the Norwegians and the Swedes do not have the exact same culture. Right. Same as when you start working down onto the mainland. Well, yeah, it's tribe to tribe. And people will admit this, but then also try to make all the gods the same. And we're pretty much focusing on specifically Odin because he is the biggest culprit of this. Mm -hmm. And here's the weirdest thing is we have actually pointed out before that the Iceland has significant Celtic admixture. You can even see this in history. A lot of the settlers were Gales, basically, from mm -hmm. the British Isles. So when things are written down, we're getting a very specific subsect of a specific subsect of a specific group on a effectively, for lack of a better term, multicultural island. Right. Well, and I've had similar conversations with people and at first they're always like i don't know uh, and piss and moan and whine about it because they want their yahweh figures but then if they relax enough and they they listen to the actual stories and then separate that need for that all-powerful sky papa they actually begin to like the deities better so no no being an example the othan as a beggar king you know, he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. Uh, chaotic neutral. Yes. I guess if you had to put him on like the D&D &D, uh, uh, graph. Spectrum, yeah. yeah, he's chaotic neutral. And here's the thing. Othan as Othan. Like we've actually, we actually well, people have. People like the well, yeah. Well, and I even, uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff and sent it to a friend and. Basically, I was we, me and you. We had a, a whole thing where we were playing with the idea of how would we write this if we had Othan and we were writing a story or a script or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we started playing by pointing by writing dialogue back and forth to each other. I'll probably actually end up reading some of it on this podcast. It might actually be interesting to um, not just read it, but to actually make a post out of it. Well, yeah, and somehow it's, I don't know how it, I don't know how to do that. I've been trying to figure it out. And what spawned this whole beggar king I've thing with Othan? I've actually considered that with some of our, some of our um, social media conversations that we've had, too. Like, just doing copy-paste. Just to show some of our clips. 
clips of our normal conversations and just how deep they go. Well, and part we of, don't do light conversation, by the way. No, in we real, don't. It's, real life, it's we do not do light conversation. It's part of the reason we don't do small talk. Like we'll yes. go out and someone will start talking to us and we'll be like, yeah, so have you heard? We, we don't proselytize or anything, but we don't do small. Well, we don't like talk if they about start the talking about the, the importance of trees, then all of a sudden it becomes a conversation about all the intricacies of the of ecology. And the different trees and the different areas and the different animals. There is no such thing as light conversation. Well, yeah. And um, part of what actually spawned this specifically was a picture. And, and it wasn't of Odin. It wasn't of Oath. It, it was completely accidental, I'm guessing. But it's from, well, quite honestly, a bad uh, depiction of the Christmas Carol story right. by Charles Dickens. But they accidentally made like the perfect visage of a modern Othan in the Ghost of Christmas past of all things. Mm -hmm. Like just completely went off script on every description that has ever existed of the Ghost of Christmas past and just said, yeah, we're going to basically make it look like Othan. You can actually look this up. Look up like Andy Circus, Ghost of Christmas right. past. One eye and all. Oh, yeah. He's got one glass eye. And... and I was looking up uh, some of the stuff we wrote down, like just so people kind of get an idea of where we're coming from and try to try to hear this when I speak as if I am Andy Serkis, because I am not an actor. I am not an orator. I'm the God of thieves boy. That includes pickpockets, hackers, pirates, and taxmen. Oh, hold on. Let, let's set the, the scene for him. Okay. Go where ahead. he's, we, we pictured all of these scenes taking place basically in the sewers. Like, the old school sewers that's made from the bricks and they're all vaulted and large. And then he has his throne and it's a throne of filth, the throne of the discarded things. So it's not shit. So get your mind out of that. No, it's, it's like, um, it's, it, it's like the broken bottles and the broken jewelry, the shiny collectible action figure right. that's missing an arm, the, the broken TV, just that kind of everything. That's just discarded. The forgotten items. Yes. And, Basically, the way we pictured it was someone showed up and was basically like a, I don't know, a preppy kid or something. Right. Or and, like somebody that's like, oh, yeah, hey, you can help me and I will pay you homage if you help me. And that kind of person showing up that's like after something. Yes. And has the wrong concept in their mind. So then in this case, the, the Beggar King, Othan, is setting him straight on who he's dealing with. Yes. I'm the god of thieves, boy. That includes pickpockets, hackers, pirates, and taxmen. You really think I missed a beat when they invented firewalls for credit cards? Here's another one. Unlike Tyr, my heart is not so kind. I know exactly how to break a man. His heart is held in the pockets of his children. You can cut it up piece by piece. Here's another one. I'm a man. I'm a god, not a man. If they kill me, there's a million gibbering madmen begging on the street corner. It wouldn't be a day before I was sitting neath my hat once more. The modern world has no shortage of shells of men or madmen shrieking in the streets. I'm spoiled for choice. <laughs> uh, here's one that CG wrote. King? King? I am a godson. If you see a beggar or thief, pirates or hackers, whores and gamblers, all the naughty people of the world, they pray to me. I am the god of the hanged, the god of the forgotten and trod upon. Look at me and tremble with fear, for I am the god of the hanged. Here's another one I have. 
I live in the hearts of men, even yours, boy. You think yourself so kind and respectful, but every child steals a cookie from the cookie jar. Some of you are just smart enough to cultivate talent. <laughs> uh, here's another one from uh, CG. You think yourself so high and mighty? You dare think those who look to me so low. Tell me then, O oh mighty one, who do you turn to when the world, your supposed morals fail all you hold dear? When hunger gnaws at your guts like a blade twisting ever deeper? When your loved ones starve or are struck down? When all you know betrays your gentle sensibilities? Me! I will be waiting for you. And for your sake, I hope we never meet again. And this one was actually me. Uh, this next one was me um, basically playing with, like, actually, like, setting the st stage and scene and interactions. Is that a dead boy? The young man asked, shocked at the shape on the floor. Bemused, the beggar king looked down from his throne of filth. Probably, he said, unsurprised with an edge of mirth in his voice. He stepped down to where he could walk over to the body and kicked it hard. It did not stir. With a look of bemusement, the beggar king turned to him and said, Seems so. The young man was visibly shaken. The beggar king waved his finger towards him. See, that's the problem with you lot. You've forgotten how to have fun. It's not a real party if at least one person doesn't bite it, is it? You think I of all beings would not know how to properly revel? <laughs> oh, and here's another one. Oh, how I miss the days, and if people hated you enough, they just gathered everyone in a frenzy, dragged you to a tree, and hung your sorry head. Your poor excuse for wise men call it sacrifice. I prefer to think of it as express delivery. Right, and the reason that we're sharing this, I know that there's at least three people out there that their anuses are sucking air. Oh, how dare you? We are daring doers. But we've read these things to uh, a few other people. And they're like, oh, man, that is just so cool. So we decided to share it. Well, and because it is, it, we understand instinctively, this is what it is. Well, and it's actually something that irritates me is Marvel messes with the myths beyond all recognition. It gets Odin so far off the mark, I don't even know where. I mean, he's cool, but he's not the figure from the myths. He's like a made-up idea that they made for Marvel. Well, he's closer to... Odin, I guess, the way that people want to see him. Yeah, but he's not... But he is not Odin. No, and he's not Odin in the myths, even. He's no. he's like... And I... He is... He's like a late-stage conception that people have just decided to make him. Right. Well, because people have been trained to look for the... ...type divinity. And that is not us. It well, is just not... Us. Well, it is, but it's it's a very rare us. Well, and this is the thing that most confuses me about how people treat Odin. And I'm, I mean Odin, not Othan. But Odin, he's the god of the hanged. Not the hanging of men, the hanged. Yeah, the person that is hanged. Criminals. They pray to him. In their last moments, they pray to him. Criminals. Prisoners. Well, the innocent men that are hung, or women. Yeah. It, it, the innocents that are hung, who else do they pray to? Thieves, vagabonds. I mean, he is the god of basically the people that are forgotten. Uh, and Odin... And yes, even he has his limits. Yes. But it's... um, It is actually something people will ignore. It is the weirdest thing. It's like people have taken these aspects of the myth of Odin... Which is basically, from what I can tell, 
it's th what happens when you take Othan and you have what happened in Dionysus happen to him, and then you fuse Yahweh into him, which... Well, he, if you think about it, it's kind of what would happen if you took the beggar king, put him on top, made everybody bow to him, and then tried to make him a Yahweh figure on top of that. Well, I mean, here's the thing, is like, before you have the, the Odin myths written down in the Eddas, there's actual records of the cult of Yahweh being venerated alongside the pagan gods because yep. this is actually the mo of the church they'll come in as just a separate god cult raise a bunch of zealots and then start attacking mm -hmm. this is how they work that's w why we argue so much against conflation and or these pagan groups church are true yeah well it, it's because it is it's we've seen this happen before in history it's a pattern and what happens effectively is I think what happened was at some point the Othan figure, which here's the thing is part of the dead giveaway that Wotan and Othan are not the same figure is the names were used at the same time for two different figures. Mm -hmm. But by the time you have what we will call Odin, the, the all father, the Christian concept has been completely synced into Odin. Mm hmm. So you not only have that, but then you also had what happened to Dionysus happened to him. Because Dionysus before... Well, and all this is why I argue basically Odin doesn't exist. Not in the way people think, and it's complicated. It's Yeah, it, and we've discussed that at length before. Well, and here's the thing is you could actually get past most of these problems that arise from Odin if you just take the stories as they are. Yes. But nobody like, does throw, that. Throw the list of, the, of 200 names out the window. Throw the genealogy out the window. Understand the creation of the world idea is symbolic. Right, because we all have those. And it, think of it basically as a, who can come up with the most entertaining story? Well, I mean, it's like you go to Greek myth. And, and there are so many different creation myths in Greek myth that it basically was just, what's your favorite thing to tell kids when they ask? Right. Well, my favorite one from the Greek is the gods watered the soil and then flowers sprang up and that was man and woman. Why do I like that? Because it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, a good example. And it's no more ridiculous than us being carved out of wood and being breathed into. It's no more ridiculous than us being formed out of clay, which is also another Greek story. Or being descended of the bears or anything right. else. It's and no more ridiculous than anything else, but it's a pretty image. Well, and... um. That's just the creation of man, because yeah. like the creation of the world. Oh, there's there's a lot of those too. Where um, one of my favorites is the one with Eros, who most people will know from the Roman Cupid. Mm -hmm. That was the primordial deity, like the thing that existed in everything created from that. That that is an actual version of the Greek stories, right? Well, and another actual version of the Greek Greek stories is the universe was brewed in a witch's cauldron. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, just the Greeks have a lot of different versions because they were not as united as people think. And if just the Greeks were not as united as people think, you know, like the pan-Greek, it wasn't a thing. What makes people think that, you well, know, people that still can't get along? Well, one thing that actually irritates me is people will say, there's no crossover myths. And I'm like, all of Greek myth is a crossover yes, myth. all of it. Well, and people will also say that there's not a lot of stories of solitary deities, deities that don't interact Almost every story, if you read it, is a solitary deity story. Like, well, and like the Mad God, I did a post on that uh, yesterday, the day before, uh, recently. The Mad God, 
And then by the end of the post, I equate it to a human being, which we've all seen and we all love these characters. But here's the thing. The mad God is not a single God. It's like a hundred different gods have these, the moniker, the mad God or some variation of. Well, and oddly enough, because there's a wandering God in England and the most man, the most obvious manifestation of him is some of the mad gods are female. Oh yeah. Uh, Plenty of them are. But what I'm getting at is like, I've talked about pop culture archetypes before the doctor from doctor who Mm -hmm. up until they made him a chick was basically the best wandering God archetype. The Mad Hatter is probably the best Mad God archetype. And not the original Mad Hatter so much as like what people have done with the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. That um, warrior, the, the warrior Hatter. The, the, the Mad Hatter with a sword, basically. Yeah. And um, the thing is, is Mad and Fury are two different words. Yes. They don't mean the same thing. They're actually radically different. Right, and anger has nothing to do with either one of those. Oh, yeah. Mad, like the famous quote, we're all mad here. Yeah, uh, mad means insanity. Fury is, it's like an intensity. It's almost like. It, it doesn't have to be anger. You can, you can laugh furiously. Are you angry when you're laughing furiously? Well, no, but you're all in. It is, and it's it's related to madness, but it is not madness. Well, and you can feel fury. Like, not just in yourself, but in other people. It radiates off them. It's like yeah. the calm before a storm. Mm-hmm. That is fury. And that storm can be pretty much any emotion. Yeah. That is fury. It's that intensity. That That's probably the best way to describe fury is it's intensity. It's the spicy of the emotions. Yes. They, they are. When the fury, that's when you're given 120%. Fuck 110%. That's not furious enough. 120% and that's fury. And it can be, it can be anger, but it can also be just pure unadulterated joy. Precisely. And this is what I wanted to get at with um, just another example of the mad God, because the first one most of our listeners will probably think of is Woden. Mm-hmm. Because Woden translates to the mad one. Is he the one that threw the, the kitchen or is that that's Wode? Wode. Man, that is I always woed. get those two confused, but I understand that they're separate deities. Well, I mean, and this actually brings me to another thing, but I really want to get this thing on Dionysus said, and, okay. and I know we don't want to treat these as lectures or anything, but I just, right, I need to say this. Go ahead, tell me about this. Dionysus before you forget. Well, I think a similar thing happened to Othan, because Dionysus was kind of a god. Dionysus was badass. Oh, yeah. He was the, the a god of madness. He was a god of drunkenness. He was a god of literally getting torn apart and put back together. A god of war. He had horns, a bushy beard. He was walking around driving kings mad. Everything that he did was intense. He's, yeah, a god of madness, basically. And then the rich freaking Greeks got a hold of him. And they took him and they're like, you know what? Into a fucking frat boy. A frat boy who was just a posh fuck. And why did they do this? Because then it gave them a god that they could get drunken. It's, right, it's like could... all these rich Wiccans that have like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but then spend a bunch of money on like ridiculous idols and candles and shit. Right, and then like to focus on their on their woodland orgies. Yeah, it's like how many times can I masturbate furiously with a mushroom? Uh, a rusty venture. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I've gotten in some weird cartoons. Leave um, me alone. But the um, the reason I bring that up, and I, I'm not trying to pick on any one thing, it's 
It's actually a symptom of the modern Decadence. day. Decadence. This is what happened to Dionysus, a god who was actually kind of a way of rebelling against any anything in society that was holding people back, became a tool to hold them down. In much the same way, Othan, who is not Dionysus, I want to emphasize that, I cannot say how much. Othan is this god of not madness, desperation. Yeah. Because here's the thing. The people that come to Othan fall into one of two categories, if you think about it. There are the people that have nothing left and the people that have everything to lose. Right. Because if you think about it, think about it from the perspective of who comes to the king of thieves. There are two types of people. The people that have absolutely nothing to lose. Like if they die in that room with the king of thieves. They are out nothing. They are out nothing because their life at this point can only go up. Or the other option, the person who has everything to lose and needs to do something that he can't do otherwise. You know, the whole stereotype of the king needs someone taken care of. Right, and we, we still tell these kind of stories today. Well, Shrek 2. Shrek 2. The king is desperate. So he goes to the seediest place in far, far away and hires an assassin. That is, that is something you would go to the beggar king for. I need someone taken out. Mm-hmm. I need something stolen. I need someone shut up. I need someone to disappear. So I can maintain my level of life. I well, guess. I mean, it's actually something people it's there's blue collar crime and white collar crime. And, and that's the thing is which, which, you know, this whole thing, too, it doesn't take away from. Well, I thought that you said that he was a god of the aristocrats. He is. Who are the biggest thieves? The most successful thieves in all of our history is the aristocrats and the priests. Well, and it also explains why figures like Robin Hood are so popular. Because Robin Hood, he's the king of thieves. Mm-hmm. Or prince of thieves is one of his epithets. I can't remember if both are used. Both or, are used. But it's, um, it is a thing. It is a really common. The person who is in charge of the people that you forgot existed, but it's like that bubbling rage right. underneath. Well, and like we described him earlier as being a god of the forgotten, and he is in a way. But really what most people are going to think of as the forgotten, that'd be more like hell's thing. Yeah. Where, yes, Othan is the god of desperate men. Desperate men and women. Well, yes, I forgot. We live in the time that we live in. This is this is this century. This is the current time. So we must say men and women. It's current Fuck year, you. folks. It's current year. Yeah, it's current year. We know better. Blah, 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 et cetera. Fuck you. Men. The species. Yeah. Men. Let, let's let's use it the way that it's actually intended is the species. For the male of the species, that is actually what we're called as male or the masculine. We don't have our own name anymore. We gave it up. We used to have it. We had weremen, which is where you get werewolf. Which, again, this brings me into what people don't understand about language is it is constantly shifting. Like uh, Wotan. Well, uh, Wotan means we the furious one. Last night, Woden, not to, not the to mad cut one. you off, but I'm going to cut you off. We was talking about last night or yesterday or sometime. Um, people will shit all over the English language. Well, it's just a bastard language. And, and it is kind of, but it's absolutely beautiful when you start to understand what these words actually mean and how they're supposed to be used. It is a beautiful and complex and very poetic language. 
And the, I had to get that out because it ties into directly what we're talking about. Well, and it's like something a lot of English people don't want to admit. You are largely Celtic. It, it, you can see it on you. If you look at what you look like, look in your mirror. Like a good 50% of you easily are mostly Celtic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why it gets so confusing when you overfocus on the Anglo-Saxon part. Yes, that is your heritage. You, I mean, just just look at some of your famous people. They're so blatantly Celtic in how they're built, how they look, their facial features. It's not even hard to see. And it's why there's like, because English is like seven, eight different uh, countries. And then before that, there's even the smaller areas. And I'm not trying to take away the English identity, but you are Celto-Teutonic. Just mm-hmm. like Southern Germany is Celto-Teutonic. And I hate using Teuton, but it's just what people call it. Um, but like what I was bringing up with Woden and Wotan, people will say these are the same word. It's just the letter changed. You change one letter. There's only so many letters in the English alphabet. You change one letter, a word completely changes its meaning. Night and night is the easiest one for me to get Oh, that's to. dropping one. Just it and is. Yes. It is. They're, these are not the same words. They changed one letter. And or any change one letter. Completely different word. Wotan is the furious one, but you change that T to a D. Now it means the mad one, which if you go off of modern English, both of these words mean anger, but they didn't used to. And that's the one thing that people always forget with etymology is even if if you trace something back, just because in the modern day, these words are similar does not mean they meant anything similar beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate using etymology. Because, etymology is such a crap tool. Well, and it's like names don't mean anything. Like, I'll use them. Like, if we don't have much else, I will use the name of the god. Well, um, me and uh, McThunder was playing a game one night, and then he got really freaking angry because he saw just how easy it was. Um, I was using random word generator and pulling up three random words, and then we would do this some bullshit spouty stuff Linking all three of these random words together, which means this thing, and I forget where our overall goal was, but to reinforce this bullshit idea that we had come up with. And it was so easy to do. Three, any three random words. And it looks just like the stuff that these quote-unquote experts throw out there all the time. And he saw just how easy it was. Any three random words. Well, this is the same as this word. Which this word over here means this thing, which this word then goes to this other word, which isn't on the list. But then we can link it to this word because we decided to. And then if we twist everything around in a fucking knot and tie it into a bow, it can mean this absolutely ridiculous concept. Well, it's like you and I were also talking about how if you combine because people will constantly try to take Odin as they think of him and fuse him into all these other deities well, the more that you, and that's what that game does. It shows you that the more that you fuse things, the easier it gets to get anywhere. Well, it's like the blob. The more you feed it, the bigger it gets. Mm-hmm. And the more, the bigger it gets, the easier it is to eat things. But like, well, I'll use the example of Wode, who you always like the story of. He burns his mouth Dude, on the blueberry jam and then just throws the whole kitchen, his, his wife's whole he kitchen down. He was warned 
don't eat it. And it's he's like, too hot. And he, uh, she was uh, making the jam for him. Yes. But he was too impatient, so he burns his mouth on the blueberry jam and throws the whole kitchen. And before anyone tries to say, well, that's not a very old myth because blueberries aren't native to Europe. They're bilberries. Bilberries are European blueberries. Yes. That's what they're talking about there. Don't get all nitpicky and silly with me. Uh, the, uh, the, that's weak arguments when people do that. Like, what's the thing I say all the time? As soon as somebody says, well, technically, you know, the next thing out of their mouth is bullshit. Pretty much. But when they try to say Wode and Odin are the same deity, they are then saying that Odin is a figure who will freak out after stealing blueberry jam and trash his wife's whole kitchen. Yes. Or uh, the, another story uh, of your, your favorite one with the drunk. Yeah, the guy who is drunk coming back from the pub. The woad goes by him. The guy drunk, had, of course. Yeah, pretty much buzzed. It's implied. Challenges him to tug of war. Guy loses uh, the the woad, the deity. Loses the tug of war fight because the guy keeps tying it to a tree to a drunk. To a drunk mortal. Yeah. He is losing a tug of war to a drunk mortal because he because he doesn't notice that the that the human is tying the chain to a tree. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make all these conflations, well, that has to go into the pile. Well, and then uh, another one they always try to shove him into is uh, Rubizal, which I don't like using that name, but it's one of those things where if I don't Just use that name. always call him Old Man on the Mountain. Well, yeah, that's what I always tell people is if you want to Google, you have to use Rubizal. If you want to respect the deity, Old Man of the Mountain. Right. Well, or Mountain it, John, or it, so there's various names. Yeah, what we can do is we can use the other names, and then if we want to tell people how to look it up, then tell them. But basically, the story of the this. The insult name. Yeah. The story of this figure, there are thousands of them. Oh, yeah. Thousands of them. V just that so varied. So much area. Yeah. He's got a magic garden. He's got an underground lair. He's king of the gnomes. He can appear as a bear or a wood woes. Sometimes he's got a goat he rides. Sometimes he's got a bear that pulls his carriage. Sometimes, Sometimes he's, he's a toad. A rock. Sometimes he's a rock. Sometimes he's a toad. Sometimes he's a piece of glass. Sometimes he's a dwarf. He shows up however he freaking wants to. Sometimes he's an old chick. Mm -hmm. uh, an old granny. Or, uh, or maybe he's not a granny. He's just an old man that shaved. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but what happens is when you try to claim these two figures, first of all, no one does enough research into Rubizal to have the faintest clue who he is. They just see guy with beard and stick. They do the Christian Odin. thing. Yeah. They say he is the, they are the same. Well, because, the Christian thing or the Hindu thing. Well, and they're, then they're both effectively the same thing. Well, and then you take that figure. Here's the thing. There are so few stories of Odin in comparison to the old man of the mountain, Rubizal, whatever the frick you want to call him, that the Odin stories effectively disappear. You are saying Odin doesn't matter at that point. Even if you decide to get rid of all the names that are attributed to this other figure and then call him Odin, there are so many stories of Rubizal. It drowns Odin. It drowns Odin, and you may as well not even learn those. But nobody learns the story of Rubizal. Nobody learns. And here's the thing. There and are we're not saying that you have to. Well, but if you're not going to even bother, definitely skip conflating and saying, well, this God is the same as that God because this guy on YouTube told me so. You're further off running in the other direction and just assuming 
they're they're separate deities. Well, and the, this is the thing is there are people I've talked to who are very much in the sort of AFA kind of church truey realm. And I understand the AFA is But anyways. Yeah, you know what I mean. They heard about Rubizel. They bought a book of him because there, there's actually like a short uh, bunch of fairy tales. And these are the more mild fairy tales because he can get way more aggressive. Oh yeah, he slaughters a few families. Oh yeah, he he's not above just straight up murder. Um, they loved the stories. Well, one they, of my they, stories. They, they, they actually, this is how they described it. They hadn't, there was something special about these stories and they didn't know what it was. What it was is this was probably closer to your actual ancestry. So it meant more to you. I don't know if they listened to us still, but what it is, is the Eddas are, a, the thing is the stories that are written down that are very old are the corpses of the gods. We've said yes. it before. We'll say it again. So, it's like when people try to claim that Santa Claus is Odin. That means that Santa Claus is Odin. And which why? Mean, because some priest said so. Well, know I, I, this is what I mean by that is by their own logic, Odin's dead. Odin's mm -hmm. gone. The, the, the blue cape wearing, cloak wearing, hat wearing, one eyed dude with ravens. Right, he's busy making toys all year round. He's busy with making toys, getting nice and fat. He regrew his eye, decided red was more his color. It just goes with his skin tone, bro. Hangs out with deer. Hangs out with deer. Just told the ravens to take a hike. Mm -hmm. And now has like penguins and shit and a polar bear that he hangs out with. Oh, it, and the elves. And then he, he shows up only on oh, Christmas. But. The weird elves, the teeny tiny ones, because that's the way that they're most. Oh, yeah, like now. the Christmas elves. That is what you're saying, because the cult of Santa Claus is only a few hundred years old. Mm -hmm. the, the cult of Odin is around a thousand, I guess, Ish. if you want to go with when the Eddas were written. Down. Close that would mean that at some point in America, the supposed cult of Odin turned into the cult of Santa Claus. I don't think that's the case because I've done enough research into Santa Claus. And, and, and I'm already slipping into a lecture mode. I don't want to do that. Yep. So I'm going to step back from that. But basically, I wanted to emphasize when you say that. Oh, by the way, bravo for catching yourself. Because that's something that we're trying to, to not do with the show is we're trying to not lecture. We're trying to actually just. Talk to yeah, and it's because we've talked about this so, so much. There's going to be like some like weird shit happen in the podcast for a while. Where yeah, we're well, we're, we're, where we're practicing other. and trying to catch each other. But we've talked about this so much. I almost have like a bullet point of stuff I want to talk about. And I know I shouldn't do that. But it, uh, the way a cult works is if a deity does completely change his, um, his visage and his myth. Well, first of all, well, effectively, the entirety of his story. Yeah, effectively. Because... The, the story of Santa Claus has absolutely nothing to do with the story of Odin. Like people, so literally just changed everything about him. What? Yeah, because basically this is their, these are the three things they basically always point to. Well, what about the Yule Father thing? Yeah, what about every freaking culture has a Christmas figure in Europe? Everyone has one. Mm -hmm. There's like 50 in Germany alone. And then you have, well, what about the eight reindeer? That spawns from a poem before then he either ha he had anything from one to over 10 reindeer. Right. And here's the thing, too, is um, when you was doing the research, you found out, well, yes, there are commonalities between Santa Claus and Belsnickel. Santa Claus is not Belsnickel. Yeah. Santa Claus is not 
Father Holly, King. He, he is, is not, not Father, Father Christmas. Christmas. He is not Woden. He is not Frodo. He is not Claus the Elf is King. Santa Claus. And well, that's perfectly fine. It's actually fantastic if you think about it. Well, and it's actually something that we've talked about before is new gods can be born. I know people get their buttholes in a pucker, but I mean, it's even written down, you know, God one, God two banged new God. Mm-hmm. How do you get the image of that God? You either have a, you either pick a mortal who existed and like this was the incarnation, which was literally, literally the case with Santa Claus. To, yeah. Or the myth develops and you end up with a new God. And here's the thing is it's hard to tell the difference because Who's to say that the myth of Santa Claus as Santa Claus didn't literally start because there was this random New England or mid-Atlantic dude who was going around giving gifts? And, and I think um, I had the right company, a wrong artist for Santa Claus. It was the Coca-Cola it company, was Coca-Cola. but not Norman Rockwell. Not Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell did work for Coca-Cola, and he did make uh, Santa Claus art, but he is not the originator. I forget the guy who wrote it, who drew it originally. And before, there was a bunch of different versions of Santa Claus before that. So, oh, no, I was wrong. Celtic God doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. Oops. Well, I thought it was Norman Rockwell, too. And here's the thing. Uh, and it is on a quick Google search. Well, and here's the thing is Norman Rockwell. Yes, he did actually contribute because he and his uh, and J.C. Leyendecker. I think he uh, Norman Rockwell, he was part of the whole polar bear thing with Coca-Cola and Santa Claus, wasn't it? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I didn't, I'm not I, I didn't look sure. into that. But it's interesting for people to look into, though. Well, and uh, Rockwell and his mentor, J.C. Leyendecker, mm-hmm. did a lot of very beautiful depictions of Santa Claus, from thin to fat, from angelic to elfish. Mm-hmm. It, it's like they didn't know what they were doing, so they just ran the gamut of uh, Santa Claus. Wouldn't it be Claus. cool if? Yeah. Uh, which is a wonderful game. Oh, yeah. Well, and J.C. Leyendecker, he's not as famous for his uh, Santa Claus depictions. Norman Rockwell did a lot. Mm-hmm. But J.C. Leyendecker did like 50 freaking baby New Year's. Yes. I mean... It, which are also pretty cool. I, li- I like his art style. It's You can tell that these two work together. I, I, yeah, you can tell. Um, it's almost like uh, the Leyendecker guy. Um it's like Norman Rockwell, but more, or Norman Rockwell is like him, but softened the look a little bit. Well, the, what it is, is a Norman Rockwell kind of took, made it a bit more caricature. He actually made it, if you want to think of it this way, more American. Yeah. Because I think if you compare the art, J.C. Leyendecker is a better artist in terms of what he could do. But Norman Rockwell is more quintessentially American. Right. Well, and better is such a liquid word. Well, yeah, it depends on what you mean. If you like more expressive characters, I think Norman Rockwell was better. Mm-hmm. If you like more highly detailed art, I think Lion Decker was better. Right. Well, and stopping short of the uncanny valley, and and which is before you get to the photorealistic looks. Well, and it's actually another thing. I mean, this is not necessarily connected to this whole thing, but here's the thing. You can even see it, and they've actually done psychological studies of it. Like, if you want people to be attached to a character, you make them vaguely human. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have a, a lifelike illustration of a person. Or you can have Tintin, you know, with beady eyes and a cartoon haircut and all that. People are more likely to become emotionally invested in the Tintin 
character who, who is like three steps away from being a stick figure than the hyper detailed photo. Yeah. It's just the way that it works. So if we were going to represent our deities, we're not going to do what the Greeks did. And the Greeks didn't even do that for the longest time. If you want to see how they represented their deities, you look at the really old stuff, like the pottery and whatnot. Right. Well, in a, in a lot of cases, because there's even a whole time period where the Greeks was doing this, this artwork where the body and the hair and everything was like photorealistic, looked like a living thing. But then when you look at the face, the face is just roughly blocked out if, it, if it's even there. Well, and I, when we've actually talked about this, what we think happened is basically someone said, my son died, I'd like him depicted as Apollo. Right. And then they did that, and people were like, ah, I like that. I'll well, do it we too. We know for a fact that happened in Rome. Oh, yeah, they definitely, like, someone's young nephew dies that they very much liked, gets depicted as Cupid. It, it, I mean, people did it into the Middle Ages. People still do it now. Yeah. Um, well, uh, another famous one, actually, is Napoleon. Napoleon, uh, I forget what that one artwork is, but he he's had himself. Based, well, I'm not sure if he had himself portrayed that way or if somebody else did. But well, okay, Biden, Saint Biden, or the Emperor King Trump, when God he Emperor was in, Trump, uh, God Emperor Trump, when he was in office, we still do it today. Oh yeah, if you want someone depicted as a mythic figure, yeah, you've got Saint Biden versus God Emperor Trump. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it's the common use in like political cartoons. You take mythic figure and you portray someone as it. Well, and political cartoons are actually a strong part of our heritage as well. It goes back beyond the 1800s, I think, is when most people are like, oh yeah, it started in the 1800s. No, it goes back way before that. It goes back to King Henry and... King George and King William and King Louis. Oh, yeah, it's and old. It, it goes back very, to wood, wood blocks. Yes. Well, and like a good example of this or is... Or where they literally scraping it into a random fucking block of a building. Well, like the earliest depictions of Santa Claus as we kind of know him by Thomas Nast were oh. political cartoons. It's He's actually... It is older to see Santa Claus in the Stars and Stripes than in his trademark red suit. Yes. Um, and Father Christmas, a lot of the modern idea of what Father Christmas looks like when he's not oh, and by Santa Claus. The stripes thing is literally titled as Santa. Yeah, but um, like Father Christmas, like uh, I forget if it's Punch or Puck, because there was an American uh, that did a American company that did a lot of that, and then and I always mix up it, which was the British one, Punch or Puck, or was the American one, Punch or Puck. Yeah, because I know that they was both done by, I can't remember which one was from where. Yeah. And they're both using, you know, trickster figures. Uh, because Punch is based off of Harlequin and whatnot. Um, but basically they did, like, the British version did a lot of Father Christmas political cartoons. But I'm going to yank this back to Othin. Um Yeah, basically the best portrayal of them from all the various folklore. Um, and not to be confused with Odin. But Othin, the beggar king, and when we describe him that way, it seems people have a very strong reaction to him. But that the, the beggar king imagery should not be conflated or mistaken for the hobo king, because there is a hobo king as well. Well, and there's a king, there's a high king, and there's a bear king. And then under Christianity, you end up with concepts of the sun king. 
Um, it's a whole thing. I mean, it's... Well, and I've looked for the whole Sun King because I've had people say, well, the Sun King is a European concept and so on and so forth. And I've looked for it and I cannot actually find the it. The only example I found is I think Louis the Fourteenth, and that's because he actively cultivated an association with Apollo. Well, and Apollo is... Greek deities are fascinating because the ideas people seem to have of them are based off like a handful of myths. But if you actually deep dive into any one of them, they're nothing like what people think they are. Right. Like there's versions where Apollo was was about to sneeze. You saw, but uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say is Apollo, the sun king, except for that's not accurate when you actually look at Apollo. Well, the dude was in some versions was literally born as a wolf cub. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's complicated. And and the information's there, and I understand why some people don't go into those super deep dives. But this is what confuses me. Why can I find more in 10 minutes using the exact same tools as everybody else than most people can find in 10 years? I think literally it's because I know how to ask questions. Well, asking questions is a lost art. Who, what, where, when, why, how? Well, and, and then questioning the answer. I did a post on it. it kind of fell flat it's like most people just skipped over it but it is uh, it is very important the ability to ask questions it leads you to answers and then questioning the answer who gave me this answer what is their motive for giving me this answer why do they think this thing and and yeah well that sounds like going down a rabbit hole kind of yeah and you will find out more in 15 minutes than most other people that just take shit at face value will in 10 years well it's like um we had a, a guest on over a year ago, Phil. Oh, we broke him. Yeah, and we didn't mean to. We were trying to be kind. Oh, yeah. On air, we was very gentle. And I, I'm i not sure if I kept that episode up or not. No, you we, didn't. We, It's gone now. Okay. We we was we was kind. We was gentle. We was trying to make him look good on air. And then after air, he takes off his, his kid gloves, his words. And then we took I was off. trying to be polite because this is your house, but. And then he and then we broke him because we stopped being gentle. And we're the beginning of it was you asked a very simple question. Outside of entomology, is there any proof? Of Woden being Odin. And he doubled down and basically started talking about... Um, uh, oh, and then all of a sudden his fucking expertise starts changing to history. My strong suit. So I start tra- uh, talking about history and I'm willing to pull up the evidence. I'm like, don't even believe me. Go look for it yourself. What you're saying about history is not accurate. It's actually this other thing over here. And and then here's this other thing. Yes, you're regurgitating what the archaeologists say. But if you step back and look at it, you can easily explain the exact same thing in this other way without going that route. Well, and, and yeah, we broke the dude. He didn't do. He was supposed to come back in. What was he saying? February of last year. Yeah. And. Well, Over and, a year later. Well, and here's the thing is... He did he, one video with a poem. Well, and this is the thing is... I, and it's I, a bad poem. I actually was at that stage in my pagan development for that lack of a better thing term. broke me. Oh, yeah. I was sad about that. I didn't, I didn't feel good for a while after that. But I was at a stage then that I was still willing to consider Odin and Woden the same deity. I just was like having them float separate because everyone else was saying that they were the same. Yeah. But then when I started asking people, and this is the thing is when you ask a question and it doesn't have an answer, 
That's actually some of the best questions yes. because then it's like, wait, then why do people believe this? You know, it's like you want to, it's like how Christianity encourages people not to ask questions. And this is, this is actually, well, so what's that thing from Christianity? Give me your women, your children, and your mentally deficit. Effectively. Yeah. I forget what the there, actual there, quote is. There's an actual quote, but that's basically what it says is give me your women, your children, and your mentally deficit. We do not want your, your intellectuals or your thinkers. Well, and I've been, here's the thing is I've actually interacted with pagans that behave much like Christians. And I don't want to like specifically call anybody out, but I've, I think a lot of them, they're trying to get away from Christianity and they just don't know any well, better. And, but then you also well, it, have the malicious bunch. Well, you, it's like California. I fully believe that there are Californians that want to be away from California and get away from the whole California. But if 5,000 people from California move into the same County, you're going to end up reinforcing California there. Yeah. And there's millions of the frickers. Well, it's leaving. because they're not self-aware enough to identify the problems within themselves that's been trained to them that reinforces California. And because they don't examine themselves, they blame the outside. They don't realize that they're part of the problem, so they don't change it, and they just bring the problem with them. Well, and here's the thing. I want to make this very clear. I'm aware there are exceptions to this rule. There There's are always, always exceptions always. to this rule. But most people I've met who have left California behave just like California, but well, and get in another mad area. at the people in, say, Colorado that don't behave like Californians. Yeah. Well, and uh, taking this back to where we were at, basically... I was willing to roll with Wotan, Woden, Odin. These are regional versions of the deity that have different ideas of what they are until no one could provide actual proof. And then uh, people would get aggressive. And I, I've actually had conversations with well, people. Well, and he's willing to go with, is there even just similar stories? Because here's the thing. Talking about a story of Odin, just replacing the name with Woden is not the same thing. Right. Because it actually irritates me. Even if you believe these are the same figures, you need to keep the story separate so people understand the regional versions. Mm -hmm. Even if that's what you believe, it's not a one for one. But I have talked to people who are pagan and not even told them not to do what they're doing. Just told them, I won't do what you do because this is not. I'm not going to obey the Eddas because I'm Southern German and American. So I'm not going to do an Icelandic version of the myth. And then they get mad at me and start screaming. Mm -hmm. This is how Christians well, behave. My favorite is you can actually get some of these fellas so wound up that they start issuing death threats because you won't believe the word. Well, effectively, that's what happened. And it's the thing is, is this overfocus on Odin, because the way I view it is Odin, not Othin. Odin is a combination of Othin, various other smaller cults that were fused into him back when he got fused with Yahweh. Because the all-father trope, the way it's presented, seems to be the culmination of the Christian cult getting fused in with the pagan cults. Mm -hmm. And then throughout history, people have combined Rubizal, Hearn, Cernunnos. Yes, our fine academics. Have shoved more and more, and even argued like Frau Goad is just... Odin and drag. And so they start shoving in goddesses, which then opens up any deity. Well, and here's the thing is if you ask good questions, like who wrote this and why did they write it? Quite often you will find out that the person that wrote it was a monotheist and not just a monotheist. They were Christian and trying and they found value in ethnic stories. The, 
we've seen the story, the same story from like what four or five different authors that's written extensively on it. They are monotheists. They are specifically Christian, but they find the value in ethnic stories. So they they in their own description they combine they, them. They combine the ethnic with the Christian concept. Well, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, two of the most famous. Yeah. Well, um, Guido, fucking Guido. By his own description, that's what he did. Well, he even threw in Hinduism. Yeah. Well, because you can't make that clean step from... Well, and at least Tolkien and C.S. Lewis had the good graces not to do that. Right. But it's... Well, and in many cases, they was actively avoiding inserting their religion. I mean, you cannot help but do it. If you have politics, uh, any idea, you cannot help but insert it into your stuff. But you can do your best to not clobber people with it. Precisely. And... I mean, my whole thing is the God that you focus on, it becomes the one you try to embody because that's how archetypes work. Young wrote extensively on this, Mm -hmm. like his famous Wotan essay. He was acknowledging that Wotan was manifesting in the consciousness of the German people of the time. Right. When people focus on Odin, they are effectively focusing on Othan, the God of thieves and criminals and corrupt aristocrats, basically. And Yahweh, Mm -hmm. because that's effectively who he got fused with. So then you have these two figures, the God of thieves and the God of the Jews. Mushed together. Mushed together. And people are not working to pull them apart. They're actually shoving them together harder. Right. And insisting other people do the same. And then one of the dead giveaways that this is a very Yahweh-esque cult, the way people have now started to treat Odin, is when you disagree with them, they start threatening you when they declare that if you don't follow their flag that you are an enemy well and people will complain day and night about how toxic the pagan sphere has gotten when you hyper focus on a deity who is known for being a liar and a thief and an assassin and a murderer what do you think's going to happen mm-hmm um, we're right here towards the end, but, um, I'm hoping next time we remember to bring in the, to talk about the importance of laughter, because here, here's what I've noticed. If you give somebody the choice and there's, there, this choice is presented in so many different ways. You have, are quite frequently throughout your day offered the choice of you can laugh or you can choose to be offended and cry. of the time, our people are choosing to be offended and cry rather than laughing. We need to actually do a show where we just do a deep dive into that. Because our people, we need to learn how to laugh. What's wrong with laughing? People treat it like it's, um, um, uh, well, that's a thing that silly little girls do and children do. Because of the stoic barbarian. We need to to do away with that anyways yeah fuck it don't forget to laugh um i'm out of here uh keep your powder dry because shit's about ready to get real and i will simply say othan wotan wode woden any deity that you think is othan is odin whatever actually look into them study them look at their stories understand what you're doing because most people that venerate odin have literally just poked out one of yahweh's eyes handed him a spear and replaced the dove with ravens If you're going to venerate a deity, know what you're getting into. 
Know what you're getting. We are not Christians. It is not as simple as pick the one you think can win in a fight. If that was the case and we wanted to take all the stories literally, you might as well be Christian. Because according to them, he is super powerful kick-ass. Their book says so. Yeah, their book says so. So there's nothing wrong with venerating any of these deities that are supposedly Odin. But know what you're getting. And with that, the lore keeper is out.